but you become comfortable in your sadness. Those of you who have depression may get angry with me for that statement. Instead of just taking all this information in at once, stop to think every once in a while. You find reassurance in those negative things. If you were to change that, that would mean you'd have to change your entire belief system because it affects you much more than you even think it does. We don't have that these days. We don't have somebody to push us. They're just getting their feelings reaffirmed every single day. Hello and welcome to the Alpha Insight Podcast, where we talk about new ways to view our society and culture. This platform is not here to harm or shame anyone, but to provide the truth, hoping to help shape you and grow you into a stronger healthier person. I'm your host, Jameson Ryling, and welcome to the show. Today, let's talk about something a little bit serious here. Why you haven't gotten out of depression? Because we've gone over a little bit about what depression is, how to get out of depression, but some of you choose to stay in depression. And I want to talk about that. Why is that? Now, I may get a little bit of a couple of angry people today, but that's all right. That's that's how it goes. So many people may be upset with me after this episode, maybe because they use the exact same methods to sit in their sadness. So if you or someone you know has been struggling with depression for a long time, this episode's for you. So make sure to tune in. Because I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you why they've been depressed for so long. And I, I guess not, just to, just to make this clear, not every person is the same. Not every circumstance is the same. Not every situation is the same. And so when I'm talking about this, I'm, I mean, I can only speak to some people. And this happens a lot more often than you realize. A lot of times it's not the fact that people can't get out of depression. It's not the fact that they don't know how to, but it, it's about whether or not they want to. So many people have been depressed for a long time, severely depressed, maybe suicidal. And whether you are one of them or someone you know, it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to be around. It's hard to be in. It's difficult. You know, and, and maybe it has been years and you've been hanging on by, a th- and you've been hanging on by a thread. Maybe it has been years and you've been hanging on by a thread and you just can't seem to get out of it and you just seem to continue getting weaker and weaker. So let me start with a story. Um, my depression, the timeline kind of goes a little bit something like this. You start feeling sad. I I was starting to feel sad. I was starting to feel uh, depressed and I didn't tell anybody because, you know, me being me, I didn't think it mattered. You know, nobody cares. And so what happens is you go along with this unhappiness for some time and you don't tell anybody maybe. Maybe you've told a couple of people and they're just like, oh, well, you're, you're just sad right now. You know, it happens. And eventually it just, it doesn't seem to ever get better. Time goes on and, and you're just still not feeling it. You're miserable. You're not happy. You're not finding any joy in life. 
you're just like, I don't know what's going on. And you already talked to people about it maybe. But at this point, it's like you don't talk to anybody about it anymore. Because when you did before, it was always either dismissed or people just didn't really understand what was really going on. And so now you've been living with this for a long time and you're like, what's going on? You know, you start to feel comfortable in it. You start to accept this negativity, this, this uh, numbness um, as reality a lot of the time. You see other people that are happy. You're super jealous for them maybe. Um, but you just asking yourself, why am I not happy? And you just can't seem to find the answer. And I mean, over time with you, you know, it's, it's getting all confusing and you start questioning things and you start really spending a lot of time in your head, you start to accept this negative negativity as, as reality. And you start getting comfortable in it. You start to base your reality, I mean, your, your identity around it. A lot of times, it, you know, when we're telling ourselves something for so long in our heads, we start to believe it consciously. When something is told in your head so many times on, uh, subconsciously, consciously you start to believe it. And so that's kind of what happens. And these, these thoughts just creep into our heads. And it's like, uh, I don't know, after so long of not feeling joy or happiness, you start to ask yourself if you're even, if you deserve happiness. Maybe you start telling yourself you're not worthy of it. And then you start telling yourself, you don't deserve love. You don't deserve happiness. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve that. You, you're worthless. Whatever it is. And then you become a little bit more comfortable with that idea. You're not so freaked out with it anymore because these thoughts have been in your head for so long. And so now you're comfortable with the idea of depression. Yet you hate it. You're comfortable with it, but you, you kind of hate it. Um, it may at some point in your life become something you brag about, depression. Like, uh, maybe not brag about it, but you kind of, there's this feeling with it where it's like, you're comfortable in your depression, you become comfortable feeling those things. And the, the reason why I'm going to get to in a second, but you become comfortable in your sadness and then, but you, you, you kind of brag about it. I have depression. I mean, you, you make sure to, everybody kind of knows. Maybe not like brag about it, but everybody kind of knows. And then you're getting this attention, this affection from all these different people sometimes, not every time, that you've been looking for. And when somebody doesn't give you that attention you wanted, it kind of affirms that negative self-talk that you've been telling yourself for so long. So this is all a big like mind game. It's all this big confusing game that we play with our <laughs> with ourselves in our in our own heads. But you you kind of get that attention you need while your mental health continues to go down the drain. It continues to spiral downwards. And then over the span of years, you are in and out of mental hospitals, you're in and out of therapy. You are going to counseling all the time. You have a stressed out family. You're worn out and they're worn out. And you have to make a choice. Because we play this game for so long and it's just a cycle. 
we crave attention, we need attention, we need love, we need this, we need that. We have this negative self-talk. We get what we wanted. It's never enough. We talk more negative to ourselves. It's just this big cycle. And you have to make the choice whether or not you're going to get out of that. So for me, what had happened was basically that. But you've gotten all the help that you think you would need, right? You've gotten the answers you thought would, would work, but none of them have worked. Why? You've gone to all the therapy. You've learned all the lessons in the world. You've done all the coping mechanisms. You've learned all the whatever, and it's not working. At that point, you kind of have to ask yourself, do I really want to get better? You see, a lot of the time, what happens is we go through this huge process and we go through all the therapy, we go through all the programs, we learn it all, but we're still, we're still in the same place. And it's hard to admit, but at some point you have to be real with yourself and everybody around you. Do you really want to get better? Because a lot of the time you're given the answer. So number one, the number, uh, I have two points here today why you are still depressed after you've been given everything you need. And, you know, and and like I said, beginning of this episode, there's no one answer fits all when it comes to this stuff. So this may not apply to every single person, but I do know for sure that it does apply to a lot of people. Cause I've, I've met a lot of people who use their depression as an excuse in life they use their depression as a way to get other people's uh, affection and love and care. And, you know, I've, I've had people who use their depression to brag and they're like, oh, I'm depressed, I'm suicidal. So um, they use it as a, a way to get uh, their emotional, I guess their emotional fix. And at the end of the day, the reason they haven't gotten better Point number one, the reason you haven't gotten better is because you don't want to get better. Let me say that again. The reason you have not gotten better, you haven't gotten out of your depression because you don't want to. Those of you who have depression may get angry with me for that statement. And those of you who know somebody who's had depression for a very long time may just be confused. But... I'm speaking as a person who experienced it. And honestly, I understand this mental game a lot more than honestly a lot of people who are going through it right now. Because I already played the game. And I understand how people's minds work. I mean, not all the time. Let me get that straight, okay? But, you know, because I've I've gone through it already, I, I understand how it works. I, I know how the game is played. You have not gotten better because you don't want to get better. Or if you're listening because somebody you know has got depression, they don't want to get better a lot of the time. Why? So let's, let's go into why. You need to understand, you know, if, if you don't want to get better, what is it that you really want? Is that something that we don't talk about a lot in therapy? They don't ask that a whole lot is, do you really want to get better? 
is they assume that everybody does, but that's not really the, the case. Because if you really did want to get better, then why are you bragging about how many meds you're taking and um, how many diagnoses you have? I don't know. In the, in the therapy groups that I was in, it was kind of like a whoever's got the most <laughs> diagnoses is the coolest person. Whoever's on the most meds is the coolest or whatever, eventually, you know, it wasn't so cool. And I was sick and tired of being on my meds. And a diagnosis, a diagnosis is all just in your head for the most part. But if it's, you know, <laughs> that's something they don't ask much in therapy is if you don't, like, do you want to get better? And if not, if you do, why haven't you? And a lot of the times the answer isn't, you know, sometimes it's just that we just don't understand something, but a lot of the times it's the fact that we don't want to. And it's like, it's, it's very hard to explain because it's like, we want to get better, but we don't want to. We don't know how to. You don't know how to. And I'm going to, I'm going to go into deeper on that. So what is it that you really want? Now let's, let's go into deeper. Okay. So when you're in that hole, that depression hole, that that hole of of uh, just never ending darkness, where it just you, there's no more joy, and there's just it's just a hole that you're falling into, and it seems like you'll never get out. So when you're in that hole, it can be difficult to escape sometimes because as miserable as it is, we connect with it, and it becomes comfortable. And it's like a very uncomfortable comfortable because I remember when I was in that hole, it was like a, I was so uncomfortable, like even just laying in bed trying to fall asleep every night, I was so miserable, so upset, so sad and anxious and like just so upset that I was just, it was very uncomfortable to be in, but you become comfortable with that feeling. There's something about, and and by the way, I'm not just going to be using my opinion in this episode. I actually did find some research that supports this, which is so crazy, but this is real stuff. So there's something about it that is kind of hard to let go of. There's a lie that we tell ourselves. Oftentimes that lie is that, you know, you don't deserve to be happy or there is... Or there's also, you don't know how to be happy. And it's honestly way too much work to even try. It's so much work to even try to be happy. If you've been depressed for so long and, and you, you, know, you know the drill. You've tried. But it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, nothing ever works. Nothing is ever fulfilling. So why you even try anymore? You've, you've, you've almost given up hope. You're going to be stuck in this forever, is what you may be telling yourself. So this website that I found says, In other words, sadness is more familiar to depressed people, so they are motivated to experience sadness as a way of reaffirming who they are. Depression is also closely tied to low self-esteem, and it may be that depressed people believe that they deserve to feel bad. So what did that say? Sadness is more familiar to depressed people. So they are motivated to experience sadness as a way of reaffirming who they are. Wow. 
some of you listening who are going through this depression stage, some <laughs> things may be clicking in your mind. Some people listening to a friend, uh, you know, thinking about a friend or a family member. I hope this is starting to connect some of the some of the dots for you. If you've been given all the resources in the world and you are still not getting any better, you have to ask yourself, do you really even want to get better? Because a lot of times you aren't getting better because you don't want to get better. And it's a confusing feeling, honestly, to have, especially when you're in it. It's like you may be thinking, Jameson, what are you talking about, dude? I want to get better. I hate this feeling. I hate it so much. I'm miserable. This sucks. And while I do agree with you there, I don't think you really want to get out of it because I don't know. I mean, what happens is when you're depressed for so long, after you get comfortable with it, you know, you you start to look for, I don't know, maybe what happens is you tell yourself these negative things. And then you listen to a song with these negative lyrics that tells you exactly the same thing that you just told yourself in your head. And it reaffirms that feeling. It's like an affirming feeling. It's a good feeling. Like, ah, I knew it. I knew I was a piece of, right? Oh, I knew I was not worthy of feeling love. Very confusing feeling. And I would like to go a little bit deeper on that in the future probably. But for now, let's move on to point number two. Point number two, you haven't gotten better. Another reason you haven't gotten better, even after you've been given everything you need and you're still depressed, is because you have created your reality around your depression. You've created your identity around your depression. So remember, you know how I talk about the power of your mindset all the time, the power of your thoughts, you know, your, your perception the way you view the world, the way you view yourself is so incredibly important. And that's what I'm trying to teach on this platform is how to strengthen your mind, how to understand these things. Like, But you have to understand the power that your mind has of just thinking of thoughts. So this website says, you may feel... Like being depressed is part of your identity. That it offers an, exp an explanation for your experience of the world or that recovery would involve reinventing a new you. Just think about that for a second. Instead of just taking all this information in at once, stop to think every once in a while. So this, this website, it's not just my opinion here. That's what I'm trying to say. Being depressed for so long, you create a sense of identity from that depression. You find your, you know, your, the reality of life through this lens. And when you've had this lens on for so long, you create your identity through it. And then it goes on for so long and it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to be happy anymore. I don't even want to try. A lot of the times what happens is when you've been so depressed for so long and it's like, I don't want to be happy. I don't even like, I'd have to like, you'd have to change your entire identity, right? At least so you tell yourself that. 
So, because you've lived in this mental and emotional state for so long, you create your identity and sense of reality around this perception. When you think about it, if you were to wear sunglasses, if you had like a contacts, if you had contacts in, and they were like sunglasses contacts, that would be that'd be kind of crazy, kind of cool actually. But they were like a a dimming, they had dimming or whatever, just like the what sunglasses do, right? They were like sunglasses contacts. We'll just call it that. You forget to take them out. Um, let's say you actually leave them in for a year. Or what if you're uh, okay, this is <laughs> I guess that was a bad, really bad analogy or whatever that is. Um, but let's just keep going with it because it's already bad anyway. So let's just continue this little rabbit hole. So you get the contacts in, you don't take them out for over a year. You start to view reality through this new lens and you start to create, you know, you know, you view things differently. Everything's got a tint on it, right? So then you start to base reality off of this tinted color. And you start to, you know, everything now is a little bit different. So you start to view things a little bit different. And you start to base, you know, you, you, I think you see what I'm, where I'm going with this. I think. At least I know, I know where I'm trying to go, but it's not working out so well for me. You find reassurance in negative emotions. It's like you tell yourself terrible things and then you listen to music and feel better because it's exactly... The same of what you tell yourself. You find reassurance in those negative things. Because you've based your identity off of these negative things, you find reassurance in these negative things. So it's like a therapist, a psychiatrist, who knows absolutely nothing about you, by the way, who has spent five minutes to get to know you and your situation, when they tell you, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but when they tell you, you have major depressive disorder, or you have this or that, it's like reassuring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. That's what you based your identity off of. Off of this diagnosis, off of these feelings that you've had for so long. Why would you want to change that? If you were to change that, that would mean you'd have to change your entire belief system. That would mean you'd have to change the way you behave, the way you think. And that everybody knows that's a lot of work, right? So why not just try and get our reassurance when we can get it, find our sense of comfort when we can, but it's like, you know what, this miserable feeling, it's like, it is it is what it is. Maybe you get more attention from it. Maybe you get more love and affection than you ever did get, so you just, you kind of like this. Like, you know what, I'm miserable, but like, at least I'm getting love from other people. At least I'm getting attention from some people. That's what I really needed. Like I said, there's no one size fits all when it comes to mental health and depression and every every circumstance is different. Every situation is different, but this is something that I've seen a countless amount of times. When we really crave love and attention and whatever else, it's and then, you know, this goes on for so long and we just don't know how to you don't even know how to, you don't even know how to think positive anymore. So you're thinking, Jameson, dude, like, sure, I want to be happy, but like, it's not that I don't want to get better. I just don't know how. You have to think 
differently. You have to change the way you think and the way you see things. And it's hard to do when you've been seeing the same way, the same point of view for, for a very long time. And the longer it goes on, the harder it is to see anything different. If you think about it, it's like, how many cars did, how many red cars did you see on your way, on your way home today or yesterday or whenever? You don't know because you weren't counting, you weren't looking. But if I said, hey, on this car ride, I want you to find as many red cars as you can, you'll be able to tell me how many cars, you, how many red cars you see on the way home or wherever you're going, right? Because that's what you're looking for. And so when you're depressed for so long and when you're thinking in a negative mindset for so long, what happens is you are putting on this negative lens. You are starting to only see the negative. You're only focusing on the negative. So that's the only thing that you're going to see. So if I was to tell you, hey, how many good things happened today? You'd be like, I don't know, nothing. Nothing good happened today. Well, there's only nothing good happening today because you weren't looking for anything good. You were only looking for the negative because that's what view you've had for so long. That's kind of another topic for another day. It's all about the perception and whatever, whatever. But when I was getting out of my depression and whatever, it's like as much as I did want to get out of it, as much as I hated being in it, at the same time, I, I didn't want to. Because it's like I was leaving behind a sense of identity. I was leaving myself behind. It was like, if I'm going to get better, then that means I have to completely change. I don't want to do that. So to get better, if you, like, to get better, you have to view yourself differently. Number one, you have to view yourself differently. You have to put on a different lens. One of the biggest problems is that you affirm your negative self-talk every single day, constantly. You affirm that negative voice in your head, and it also gets affirmed by other people. And you may be thinking, wait, your negative self-talk gets affirmed by other people? That doesn't make any sense. If you think about it, though, you, you tell yourself, I'm so depressed. I'm very unhappy. I'm this. I'm that. I, like My life sucks. Whatever. And then you talk to a psychiatrist, again, <laughs> who knows nothing about you, who's met you five minutes ago, and who says, oh, you have major depressive disorder, or you have this disorder, you have that disorder, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's very reaffirming. You're like, oh, yeah, I knew it. If they were to tell you, oh, no, you're, you're, you're all right. You're doing okay. You'd be like, wait, what? I came in here because I thought I was depressed. I thought I was, uh, you know, uh, whatever. But no, you're, <laughs> the negative self-talk, it gets reaffirmed not only by you, but by other people. You know, have you ever... If you think about it, have you, have you ever, the, the importance of talking about yourself and to yourself, like negative self-talk, the importance of that, it's so crazy. Have you ever been in a friend group, like with your friends or so, uh, with your family or whatever, whatever the situation is, and let's just say you're about to um, invest in buying a car. Or you want to buy, you want, let's say you want to buy a car, but in, it's a bit more money than you wanted it to be. So you have to start paying monthly 
instead of just paying one and done. Instead of just paying it all up front, you have to do monthly payments. And you tell you know you you tell yourself or you tell somebody else, oh, I can't do that. I have commitment issues. Like how many times have you heard that? Probably quite often. It's kind of a common thing these days. The negative self talk. Oh, I can't do that. I have commitment issues. Oh, I can't do that. I whatever or I have daddy issues or, you know, whatever it is, right? This negative self-talk, the more you start to tell yourself that negative self-talk, the more it becomes real for you. The more you start to accept that as reality, the more you start to view yourself in that way and see it as truth. And that's probably another, another like full topic for another day as well. But Self-talk is so important. The way you view yourself, the way you talk about yourself is so important. So you need to view yourself differently. Talk about yourself differently. You see what I'm saying here? View yourself differently. Talk about yourself differently. Because it affects you much more than you even think it does. So like, you have to take back control of your own mind. Find your identity in truth, not in negative thoughts that come across in your head. You have to find your identity in what's real instead of what some doctor says about you. You have to find your identity in truth, not those negative thoughts that you've had floating around in the back of your head for so long. The power of the mind. Number two, you need a goal. If you really want to get out of this, like you need a, you need a goal. If, if it's you or somebody, you know, who's has a depression and has had it for so long and you, you just don't want to get out of it anymore. You need a goal because as I've said before, accomplishments create confidence. And this is like, this is not rocket science. People accomplishments create confidence. They produce dopamine you know, it starts allowing you, a goal starts allowing you to view yourself positively. Wow. So if you were thinking, oh, this whole positive uh, thinking about myself stuff isn't really working here, Jameson, start with a goal. Do something hard, challenging every day. It starts to create that positive self-talk in yourself. And with that, you could go anywhere. When you start to talk positive about yourself, you can start doing harder things. You can start, like, your dopamine levels start increasing uh, on their own. You start, you, you know, you start viewing things in a bit more of a positive light. So for me, like, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that really helped me change and get out of my depression was the fact that, like, my, my, my parents had told me, like, I, I, I found a sense of, purpose you know I was drinking a lot and I was um smoking a lot and I was whatever else I was doing and I just you know I had no sense of self-worth but I was then forced to go to the gym three times a week and I had to go to the gym or I was going to get kicked out of my own house not my own house but it's my parents house um but Thank you, mom and dad, if you're listening. Thank you so much for that because without your rules, I couldn't have I couldn't have done it, honestly. Sometimes, like, what happens is, you know, when you're in this depression cycle, you need somebody outside, on the outside, to 
kick you into gear. And that's what I needed because I I just, I wasn't going anywhere. And my parents had given me a choice. They were like, you can either get sent away. This was because of my substance abuse, but also, you know, they couldn't really deal with me, you know, like they couldn't deal with the, the, the drugs and the alcohol. They couldn't deal with this. And then my depression was at an all time low. I was suicidal, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they were like, all right, we're going to send you away. Or you can choose to sober up, go to the gym three times a week, and you have to change your job or whatever. Because I had some people encouraging my bad behavior at my previous job. So I was like, okay, I'm staying. So I got a new job. It was a hard job. It was physically demanding. It was awesome. And I went to the gym three times a week. And this stuff was all kind of as a punishment. But with that, I started to find my sense of holy cow, like, don't get me wrong, like, the first three months, I hated it, four months, maybe, I hated it, every single time I went, I hated it, hated going, such a waste of time, and you know what, that's what I needed, though, I needed somebody else to just push me to where I couldn't go, and a lot of times, we don't have that these days, we don't have somebody to push us, and so what I want to teach you here is, you can learn to push yourself, but if you won't do that. If you're a friend listening today or a family member, just know that it's okay to give these people a push. You know, stop affirming everybody's depression all the time. Like everybody wants to be affirmed and like, you know, affirmed in their sadness and whatever. But like, no, like if it's gone on too long, this has gone on long enough. Sometimes what you need is like, you need to change. You can't live your entire life like this. And I hated hearing that from my own family, but it was the truth. You cannot live your life like this. You have to go do something hard. You have to find your sense of self-worth, find a a sense of confidence. And with that, your negative self-talk becomes positive self-talk. You start to push your own self. You start to like... Every day in the gym, you're telling yourself, come on, you got it. You got it. One more, one more. You can do it. And then that translates to, come on, one more day. Just hang in there. You got it. It's not that bad. And that negative self-talk for so long becomes positive. And then you start to encourage yourself. So you need a goal. If you want to get out of this, you need a goal. Do something hard every day. And that boosts the, the uh, self-talk which is another very important part of this getting out of it journey. And then, yeah, like a lot of people won't do these things. So as a friend and maybe a family member, you need to be there to tell them the truth. If they have been in this state for so long, you need to tell them the truth. Like what it took for me was like people had to tell me, they're like, Jameson, you know what? You know what, dude? I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. You've put a strain. Like, I've been worried about you sick every single day for a year, like a long time. You need to change. And that's what I needed. That's what a lot of these people don't get these days anymore. They're just getting catered to. They're just getting their feelings reaffirmed every single day. You're just, maybe it's you. You're just getting your feelings reaffirmed every day. Your thoughts reaffirmed. Enough is enough. 
And I'm only saying all this because I love you guys. I love all of you guys. <laughs> and I appreciate all of you for listening. But with all that said, man, a lot of that was not in the script today. And I, I wrote this script last minute and I didn't know what to talk about. But man, I found this in my notes actually. I was like, oh, you know what? This is what I'm going to talk about. And then I was writing the script and then I looked in my notes and I was like, huh. Oh, wow. A couple months ago, I actually wrote that I was supposed to talk about this topic a while ago. Totally forgot to talk about it. That's crazy. I just, man, so crazy. But if you listened to this whole episode today, I'm so grateful for you. Next week, I'm, I'm probably going to have to talk about one of those subtopics that I talked about today. We will see when I'm editing because this is a lot. <laughs> there's a lot I talked about today. So I'm hoping soon enough I can break it all down for you guys. I hope you found value in today's episode. I hope none of you guys are too terribly upset with me. If you've been struggling, though, like I would encourage you to just, just do something hard every day. Just just do it. If somebody you know is, is going through it for a long time, like just encourage them in a positive way. Don't come down on them with it. Like, And you know what? If you've been trying to do this stuff like and it's not working like don't talk bad about yourself it's okay if you miss a day it's okay if you mess up you just gotta keep going at it just keep trying okay and it's it's you can do it but thank you so much for listening if you do want to support me you can actually support me on the website um i actually put a lot a lot of time into these episodes I spend a long time writing the script, editing the podcast, recording, re-recording, finding new topics. It's a it's a big process. Um, if you would like to um, support me and help grow the podcast, I would super appreciate it if you either um, you could go leave a tip on the website. And I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> um, but that would be super cool. Other ways you could support me would be by sharing a link to somebody else um, or leaving a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, a lot of you guys have already done that and I'm so grateful for you for that. Or you could, you know, repost something that I post during the week or, you know, whatever you could do. That would be super awesome. Because, I, I mean, I spend a lot of time on this and you guys have been doing a great job supporting me already. But, man, with all that said, and I was I was really struggling to... <laughs> record this today i was i was a little nervous because i am exhausted like physically i'm beat i've worked a lot this week and man i was stressed but i think today's episode turned out super well um thursday's episode is going to be another interview with luke salvatore we're going to talk a little bit more but i hope this i hope this helped you think on a monday i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i hope you have a great rest of your week my friends thank you for listening have a good one